Hey fellas, before we get into the conversation with Clark Checkets about some music, just have a couple things to say here. Uh, first and foremost, at some point in here, we talk about the Gorillaz album. I talk about Schoolboy Q. He's a great rapper. I like his stuff, but I refer to him as an old-timer. I was mistaken. He's not an old-timer. He's only been around the last 10 or so years. I mean, he's like 34 years old, but he's been making music for the last 10 or so years. So just uh, keep that in mind. I'm incorrect when that comes up. I am not right. Anyway, so it's a good conversation. It's a little bit of a long one. I just enjoy Clark and talking to him. So it's a good one. You can talk to him all day. But if you end up hearing uh, his wife, Tara, playing the piano in the background, uh, consider yourself blessed. Let's get into it. All right, so here we go. We're here with... Clark Checkets, the man himself, and this is the you long anticipated Instagram. Oh, yeah, Clark's famous from that last Instagram post. Uh, but we're just going over music, the long anticipated uh, 2020 music review. It's been quite a year for a lot of people in a lot of ways, but it's also been a great year for music. A lot of good stuff's come out, even though it seems like the year's been kind of a waste. So Clark and I have uh, picked a couple albums we're going to talk about. And a couple, I think, singles slash EPs as well. Just random stuff that's coming out. So I'll, I'll get it started here. So I was actually introduced to the band Twerp, T-W-R-P. I don't even remember how, but it was probably, oh, I think three or four months ago. And the only way I can describe their style of music is if you took, like, the two guys from Daft Punk shot him into space, and then they found George Clinton from Parliament Funkadelic, and then he raised them. And they just, he raised them with, like, an array of synthesizers and other funk instruments, and that's all they had to speak with. That's kind of what Twerp reminds me of. And their new album, Over the Top, it came out, I think, in November, October, November. And when the Spotify Wrapped deal came out, uh, four of my top five songs were from that album. Because I just, I, I got to be honest, that's probably the best, my favorite album of the year. There's been a lot of good ones, but that's that's my number one. Now, Clark, I think I sent it to you about 150 times right after I started <laughs> listening to it. Uh, what you at least sent me individual songs. Well, yeah. so I, like, I would say it's not like the genre that I would go out and pick for myself. But when I go listen to it, like the, just like their like sheer musical skill is really impressive. I love, cause yeah, they get really crazy with the synths and, and I don't, I've never like played a synth and I'm always impressed by that, but I play guitar and their guitar solos also blow my oh, mind. Yeah. Like the funk like, almost slap guitar they get going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really, and it also really reminds me of just like classic, classic rock eighties, guitar solo oh, like, they, they really a do of, a good job they're really cheesy in a lot of the right ways in a lot of their songs yeah you know like with the i think my number one song this year was it was actually a mr tape song but my number two song was <laughs> somewhere out there from that album from over the top and it's the whole thing they don't do a lot of singing and if they do like actual singing they get somebody else to kind of feature on the song but in that one oh, really? they're just uh all talk box 
Like it's all the robot voice. Oh yeah. And mm -hmm. at first I was like, that's kind of, I don't know how I feel about that, but now I just, I love it so much. And it, it really, it's very different. The whole sing a whole song with talk box, no other singing, but yeah. They're on a, the best, the best way I would describe twerp to someone who's never heard them is they're the kind of guys that you pay whatever you need to pay to see them live. Yeah, I will indeed. When this all is over, I'm ready. I'm 100% yeah. ready to go find them because I think that would be a wild live show. And they do, I don't know if you've seen, I think I've sent you a music video where it shows all the guys, like they dress up, they wear all the uniforms, like they dress up like the lion guy, the robots. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, so I think that'd be kind of cool. The song they do, though, uh, Black Swan with Dan Avidan on it. The... Uh, I, I think, actually, that's how I heard about it. I was on Instagram, and I like Dan Avedan a lot. And he posted, hey, I did a rock opera with this band Twerp. Go check it out. And I was like, you know, I'm always in for a rock opera. And so I listened to it. And it's it's one of those songs where you just you get lost because there's so much going on. The singing's so good. It's all, it's very, it's very classic rock, like you were saying. It's very, like, old-timey, 80s kind of just power ballad-esque, over-the-top crazy. I guess that's why they named the album Over the Top, I guess, uh, a lot of it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that's enough about that one. I've gone into enough detail there. What do you got, Clark? What was your number one there? I've got your um, list here, too. I just realized I was thinking so much about yours when I had to pull up my list. Oh, if you got anything oh, to yeah. say, just go for it. This is, uh, there doesn't need to be structure no. to this. I'm just trying not to ramble too much here. Oh, I appreciate that. No. Uh, yeah, well, my my top, I, you know, I feel, I grew up in the high school era of hipsters. And I will, you know, high school self would cringe to hear me say this, but I definitely identified as a hipster. And I wanted to, like, have music tastes that nobody knew who they were. Um, and I still feel that at some, at some level. But my top album of the year, and I cannot deny it, is Gorillaz Song Machine. It, I've always loved the Gorillaz. Um, but this most recent album they came out with, the reason, I just loved a couple of things they did about it, uh, or a couple of things about the way they did this album. Um, for one, I don't know how closely you were following it, Evan, but they like released episodes for it. I, I'm not sure exactly how many. I think there was maybe like eight episodes they released. So it looks like seven. Um, and each of them, it was like a single essentially. But for those who don't know the Gorillas, they have this whole backstory of the band. They have like a virtual band with animated characters, and then they have like voice actors that act out the characters. And so there were always like these like sound bites, just like these short, like six, 30 to 60 second clips of like dialogue or something. And then there was some dope single and they released them all throughout 2020. And I thought that was going to be pretty much it because it just seemed like this totally new way to like release music, like almost like episodes for a TV show. Like every, I don't know how, how often it was like what the interval was, but it's probably close to every couple of weeks. And I thought that was so neat. They would call them episodes too. But then at the end, they released the whole album, Song Machine. And then the other thing I love about it, um, most of the time Gorillaz releases an album, 
I prefer their songs where it's just them versus the ones where they featured someone. No, the features were wild on this one. This one, yeah, the features were just like everything I ever wanted. And then there were a couple of artists that I did not know before that I just went wild over. But I have to highlight a couple. Like my second favorite artist of all time, first being Gorillaz, second is Beck, and they did a song together. Oh, that song was so good. Yeah, I I loved that song. Um, The other one that was really interesting, let's see, I have to remember what it's called because I always forget. I think it's, yeah, it's called With Love to an X by Moonchild, or Gorillaz and Moonchild Sinelli. I might have said that wrong. That one was really neat. Anyways, it was just, it was a very fun album. They had Elton John on there too. Yo, that song was nuts that was, They had that, that guy, the, like, awesome. the trap rapper, and like half the song yeah. was trap, and then Elton John shows up. Like I was, I think, at the grocery store with my headphones on listening to it, and I heard that, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. Not really my style. And then you hear Elton John uh-huh. come in, and I was like, hold yeah. on, hold on, hold on. And I looked and was just like, okay, I guess. It, it reminds me of like those weird like songs that have come out recently, like the uh, Take My Horse Down the Old Time Road with the <laughs> rapper and, and Billy Ray Cyrus, you know, where you like pair two artists. But this one was even like just so much like, I don't know, it's just awesome. Like gorilla, the only people who would really seem like that could do that well would be the gorillas. I don't know. So I love that one. That was yeah. that whole album was a game changer for for me. I just I thought it was interesting just taking it back to the Beck song. I don't remember what it's called, but the one with Beck on it. The Valley of the Pagans. Yeah, it was the thing there too that was really neat that they both figured out was it sounded so much like Beck, like not even just the singing, but the instrumentation of it and everything. Yeah, sounded I so agree. much like Beck. And then it sounded even. At the same time, just like the gorillas, which was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was definitely a classic there. Yeah. That was my favorite on that album. I think. I liked. Yeah, what is the one I I had heard of Saint Vincent, but her song on there also I really enjoyed. Yeah, me too. That one was good. The other one that also that I feel like I should mention is Pac-Man. That one. Um, that one, honestly, though, when like the rap verse on it isn't my favorite, but the like the synth sound that they used right at the beginning, just like straight out yeah. of the gate, uh-huh. it's like it's so uh, it's yeah, 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 yeah. That. And you got old Schoolboy Q on there. I thought the rap was pretty good. Yeah. I really also just like Schoolboy Q. I think he's pretty classic. But I don't. I didn't know him before that. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's one of those old timers. Oh really? Yeah, he's been around a long time. He's one of the classic guys. But. Uh, yeah. I yeah, have to yeah, listen yeah. to his stuff some more. Yeah, he's pretty but yeah, that was mine. That was my top. All right. And then the rest of them are going to be honorable mentions because I don't think I have any of them in a certain place. I just, that one was, Old Twerp was far and above my, my favorite album of the year. But next to album, yeah, I think I've got two more albums. I'll have to kind of cruise. I don't want to end up making this a two-hour-long guy, you know? But I think yeah. we're doing all right on time so far. We've been going about seven or eight minutes, so that's not bad. But uh, Math the Band, 
Uh, for anyone out there who's never heard of Math the Band, I started listening to them in about ninth grade as a joke because they had a song called Why Didn't You Get a Haircut? And the lyrics are just obnoxious. It's a wild ride. And then probably about three or four years ago, I began to listen to them unironically, and it's some of the most Tony Hawk classic punk rock synthesizer, you don't need to sing well, scream and yell music. And I, I don't know if I gravitate towards that because I can't sing, and when it comes on in the car and I just... <laughs> I just yell as loud as I can. I feel good about myself. But they they came out with an album this year, and I've just got to say, it's more math the band, and I couldn't be happier with it. It's called Flange Factory Five. The lyrics the lyrics are one part of math the band that are you, you always got to hear. I, I took some down here, some of my favorites. In their song called "What Do You Think This Is a Water Park." They have a line that says, sometimes the best defense is to slash your own tires because you can't leave the house like this. Uh, and then in another one, what was that one? I get sick. They say, I waited 87 years for a spot as a clown in the rodeo. And it's like, I mean, even in context, it doesn't make any sense. They're just going, man. And I think I, I just enjoy their kind of carrying on that spirit of punk rock. But yeah. it's very much so punk rock you get the guitars you get the yelling but they also have like a chip tune game boy sound yeah you get here and there. i almost like it's, felt like it was like techno ska yeah techno ska is probably a good good place for it like instead of horns you get the synths and it's yeah it's nice i really enjoyed it if you haven't listened to math the band they have a live album that i listen to like every day it's one of my few albums i downloaded on spotify because if i'm in an airplane or if i'm somewhere without signal i'll just hit that over and over again. I never get tired of it, but it's a real, it's a real classic. It's just, it's interesting music. I thought it's they fun. were done because they're kind of an older band. I thought they were done making music, but to see that come out, I was really excited. But yeah, those are my thoughts on Math the Band. Clark, you got any, you got any wisdom? Or if you're ready to move on, that's all right too. No, I, I, I'd agree with that with you there. Like it's just uh just a fun it's an experience band it's like a it's it's more fun to listen to or to sing along with it in the car yeah. than anything else <laughs> i think yeah definitely. also you ha i don't know if you want to keep this in the podcast but i just found out they're on a album called 70 love songs which yes, has a bunch Nate of Hyper guys yeah and yeah, and coral bones chris benyon's on there too wait really yeah, Coral Bones is in there. Book on Tapeworm, Desert Noises. There's like a bunch of local guys, and I just saw it. Like it just showed up and like appears on, and I was like, "Oh, what?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that a little bit ago, and I meant to ask Nate about it, but I did not while we were seeing each other all the time. But we'll just leave that in as a hey, listen to the next time we have Clark around because we're going to talk about local stuff and how it's actually. Yeah, I'm going to figure that out, and I'll come back to it. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good idea. <laughs> Listen to the next one for to find out more. It's your cliffhanger. Yeah, there you go. Keep your eye out for Clark Checkets. All right, what do you got next? Uh, the next one I know Evan likes. It's the oh, Kenny Siegel and Serengeti Ajay. Oh, you know it. And uh, so Kenny Siegel. Okay, I was trying to tell someone recently, or not Kenny Siegel. He's great, but 
uh, Serengeti. I was trying to tell someone recently. Was it this year, uh, Evan, that he released like a million songs? No, that's 2019, right? I think it's like this year I and last remember. year. Because if you look at 2020 for Serengeti, it's still like a million songs and albums. Yeah, it's just it's just wild. I don't know how the man made so much music. And it's not and at it's, all in the same ballpark at all. Yeah, there's so many. Did you ever hear the song? Oh, this is a little bit off. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, shoot, I can't remember what it's called. Um, Dolph, something about Dolph Riggler keeps Los Angeles safe or something. It's like <laughs> no. this weird, <laughs> I gotta send that one to you. Anyways, I'm gonna get enough, but Ajay, uh, Kenny, or Serengeti teamed up with Kenny Siegel, who Kenny Siegel is like one of the greatest, in my opinion, like at making beats and just kind of like lo-fi hip hop stuff. He's done a lot of really cool um, projects with Milo or Rap Guerra and uh, Billy Woods and Serengeti now. And, and it just is a really great album. Like, I always like to, I'm on Spotify, I always like to go through and listen to the album, you know, and then like the ones that, that were my favorite. And literally the entire album is just, I liked it all. It was, it was so good. And uh, one of the other really cool things about Serengeti, if you're not familiar with him, is all of his songs, all of his music is a story. It's a whole story. He has this whole character, Kenny, uh, Kenny Dennis. And, and like, oh man, I could, I could, like, it's just, it's a TV show, but it's music and it's so cool. So just listening to the story and, and I don't actually know, I mean, I don't know if you know, but does, does Kenny Dennis divorced or did his wife die have you caught like that jules i feel like, like it's yeah it's implied that she they're divorced at some point and she's off doing something else yeah because he like talks about in this album he like talks about his wife but but i don't know yeah it's interesting but it's it's really cool the music is great the story is awesome it's there's funny parts and and Sarah, and kenny siegel just killed it with the the instrumental so yeah i remember hearing that they really were doing awesome. that album and i was like man kenny siegel needs to make an album with everybody because it's about to be amazing it, it really was just the classic serengeti serengeti's another one with the lyrics where if you could just if you just read the lyrics he's got yeah it's still a great time oh man there's this one line he says he's talking to like his business partner he says don't wear that suit of jai with the airpods or whatever he's yeah, like don't show works. up looking in that suit with your airpods in like all yeah yeah really great stuff yeah good old serengeti <laughs> he's like the most prolific musician of all time right now yeah all right i think i have nothing to say else about serengeti other yeah. than you got it he's the heart and soul of chicago of the entire oh, yeah. city, you gotta go listen to him. Look up the Chicago Bulls video he did, singing classic Dennehy. What a yeah! Great if all you listen to by Serengeti is Dennehy, then that's still good. Yeah, you've still done all right. All right, now the next album we've got is uh, Serengeti Adjacent. It's Anime Divorce and Trauma by Mike Eagle. Uh, open Mike Eagle. I just put Mike Eagle in my notes, but Open Mike Eagle. He's got a degree, I believe, in, like, psychology, some sort of brain studying, and he's done papers on... He did a whole study about cognitive function during freestyle rapping, 
like his he wasn't always a rapper i guess he always has been a rapper but he he taught i think he taught high school he's done stuff in colleges and universities and he also makes music that's very thought-provoking and also really on the nose sometimes but this album titled anime trauma and divorce is about or is it anime divorce trauma anime Anime trauma divorce or is it did I write it down? Yeah, right? I'm looking at it. Anime okay. trauma and divorce. Anime trauma. Anime divorce. comma trauma and divorce. Yeah, so that's basically okay. his last year, and I mean, it was probably I think 2019 before the pandemic. I think is what he was saying because it came out earlier this year. Obviously, he had to work on it, but he got divorced recently. He goes over some trauma he had in his younger days, and Mike Eagle in classic Mike Eagle fashion talks a lot about anime. Because he's, he's just into anime. And that, I also really enjoy anime. And listening to this album was just a lot of fun. Listening to him talk about being in his studio crying, watching Neon Genesis Evangelion. Just like, he'll slip stuff like that in there. Or the song, I'm a Joe Star, also classic. It's just... That song is so good. That song, that's like my favorite one on there. And it came out a long time yeah, before the album. And it just is so good. I remember seeing the video and everything. And I was like, man, this is just, the beat's nice. The whole, uh, the words in that one too are excellent. Uh, drink too much beer, gotta eat more vegetables. Uh, I'm a, I'm a Joe Star whole thing. It's great. I love Mike Eagle just because he, he can tell he thinks about what he's doing. Uh, WTF is self-care, a classic one. Just take care of yourself his struggles with doing that putting yourself first sometimes it is kind of hard now i know evan knows about this but like you can't talk about mike eagle open mike eagle without mentioning art rap yeah you got to tell the people what art rap is evan i mean art rap for the people who don't know art rap is kind of an interesting term because it was coined by i believe open mike eagle and one of his first albums was called unapologetic art rap and it's just, it's kind of off the wall. It kind of, it comes from Open Mike Eagle's love of art rock. Like they might be giants kind of stuff. It's kind of, nothing really has to meld together. There's a lot of choppiness to it, There's but it all kind of comes together at the end. But art rap is an interesting term because it's been in their whole group, like Milo, Open Mike Eagle, Bus Driver, their whole thing. They've use the term themselves and describe themselves as that and then i've also read things where they're like no that's a dumb thing to say because now everyone's trying to be art rap i'm like okay i mean whatever i don't know but yeah art rap is just really i i feel like it it requires a lot of thought to really get it like i've listened to this new album and other open mic eagle albums like 10 times before really catching a lot of the lines and yeah. so I think that's that's the best way to describe it. You really got to think. It doesn't hit you the first time around is art rap, I think. Yeah. But yeah, that's... Uh, I'm trying to think of another one that I really liked. Oh, the, the very last song where he has his son rap. That's always classic. Oh, I did, that's his son? Yeah, straight up his son. Oh, that's neat. His son's on a couple of that. them. There's even a song, one of the lines in it's like, and he put his kid on the rap song or verse or whatever. But anything that says it's like young ace or something with a dollar sign, that's little his, it's little ace. Yeah, little ace. That's his son. Oh no way, that's nuts. I did not know. 
Yeah, he doesn't do a bad job. You either. know, you know what uh, record or which uh, track on there is was it's not like my favorite musically, but for some reason, I really like the lyrics, and it's the the Black Mirror episode, the one where he just <laughs> the the Black Mirror episode Black killed my marriage. my marriage. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one too. Maybe I take it back. Maybe I do really love it musically as. Yeah, it's. it's there, whenever Mike Eagle gets like starts yelling, it's a good time. Oh yeah, that's I seeing him live too, and he did what was it? It was a song that was only on SoundCloud at the time, but it's called like Passwords. There's a part where okay. he it was like kind of picking up, and then at a certain point he just started screaming and was like hacked into your Netflix. I'm watching every Naruto, and he started just jumping up and down and screaming. The rest of it, and I was like, "Ah, oh, this is great. This is a wonderful." You know, movie. do you know the one relate? I think it's relatable by him. Yeah, that one. I think he also yells a little bit in that one. Yeah, and whenever get he gets going, it's good. Also, just shout out Mike Eagle. What a nice guy. I got to talk to him for like 15, 20 minutes after the show. He's just the nicest guy around. Yeah, I was a little late to the Mike Eagle uh, appreciation club, and I missed that concert. Yeah, so did everybody else, though. That was another one I had to venture in solo because I was listening to him by myself, I guess. Yeah. But it was a good show. It was a good time. I'll see him again if he shows back yeah. up to Salt Lake. Yeah, me too. I'll go this time. All right. That's enough on Mike Eagle. Let's see what we got. Well, that's a good transition into the next one because this is someone that we did go see together. Oh, yeah. There we go. Milo's. Oh, wait. Actually, the next two. The next two. Which yeah. I was just going to kind of cruise over. But the next one that's most near to this one is uh, Milo or Rap Triera. Yeah. Um, which I'm Milo. Songs by Milo is dead, right? Like, he's not on any more Milo stuff, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, no. He said um, he's, he's tired of everything associated with Milo, and he just wants to be more than that, I guess. I didn't know the whole thing, but... That's good on him, you know? Which, if, and if, like, yeah, and if it was, if whatever he needed to do to change his name was necessary for these next albums that came out after he changed his name to Rap, Rory Allen, Philip Ferreira, then I'm for it because they've been very funky. Like, like that's just, like, the best way that I can put it is they're just, like, he really utilized some, like, jazz and... What's the name of the group that he features oh, the, a bunch? The Jefferson Park Boys. The Jefferson Park Boys, that's yeah. That's another, bring it back around, that's Kenny Siegel's group. Oh, really? I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, Kenny Siegel actually put together, him and those guys put together that whole album, the uh, Purple Moonlight Pages. Yeah. Well, that yeah, that album is, it's great. And that's the album we're talking about. I didn't even mention that, but yeah, the Purple Moonlight Pages. And, uh, a ton of amazing ones. Oh, man, I'm having like a hard time seeing this, but the one that stands out, if one's going to stand out, because there's a ton of them, is Laundry. Oh, yeah. And the line the line you got to say is, I wonder if Chance the Rapper do his own laundry. Who cares? <laughs> like, yeah. Who cares? Comes in right after he's just that. Talking, who cares? Yeah, he's just talking about doing laundry. And it's so cool because like, yeah, he kind of yeah, he puts that out there like, 
I wonder what like, and then you kind of start thinking about like, I wonder what at what point in fame and fortune do you stop doing your laundry and have someone else do it for you? Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of it's just like a weird thing to think about. The whole yeah, thing is really good. interesting. Just the the idea there. Like, I wonder if Chance the Rapper does his own laundry. Like, at what point does he stop becoming human? Like you were just saying. Like, yeah. When yeah. does he become separate from me? In that we both rap, but he's obviously. Yeah. He's on the next level. He's on the not doing my laundry level. That's it. But unlike <laughs> unlike uh, old Rory Ferreira there, Chance the Rapper's last album was garbage. I don't know if I you mean, listened to any of it, but I don't Alexis is a fan of Chance the Rapper, and she got one song in, and that was enough. Dang, that's kind of too bad, actually. Yeah. But yeah, old Purple Moonlight Pages, some good jazz, a lot of good rap. There's that one with Mike Eagle comes on. He talks, he says, uh, me and Dave have been walking like jazz musicians or something like that. Dave oh, is also, yeah. uh, Dave is Serengeti. They're all hanging out together, which you could, like you can't get better group. than that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really, really awesome album. Really enjoyed that one that came out for the first time. Oh, yeah, I was going on that for a couple of weeks, I think. Just that over and over again. It's definitely good. Well, I only have one thing left. So if you want to move on to your other thing, and then I'll do mine. And then well, yeah, we can I'll finish do, off with your two singles. I'll do The Naked Giants really quick. Because that is another one that Evan and I did go see. And that was a, a great, great show. And even if I think even if you had no idea what their music was like, you would have enjoyed that show. Oh yeah, because they they were having the, the time of their lives. It seemed like up there, like they were. Uh, I think they they're probably the best way to describe them is is surf rock. Um, it's not like surf rock. Uh, you don't think of the Beastie Boys. It's more like surf garage rock or something. And what's that group that does the bitchin' Camaro? <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know. I can't remember now. But they they basically just, seems like they're just traveling around. There's like three guys and their clothes match their style too. Oh, the dead milkman. That's, uh, and they just they just kind of are just having a good time. They're just music really gets going sometimes. It's really I remember when they played which I think is on this new album, or no, maybe it's a single. Well, they played Green Fuzz. Yeah, Green Fuzz. When, when Evan and I were there, we saw that live, and that, man. The guy, the guitar player, Anyways. just on the ground, rolling around. That was great. Yeah, didn't they, and didn't they swap a couple times, like the they guitars all and the played, basses, and maybe even the yeah, drummers? they all played every instrument, I think. Yeah. And a couple, and the at least two of them sung, if not all three of them. Yeah. Well, that's how you know it was an excellent show because we showed up and they weren't even, they were an opening act. And we got like, I think, I don't even remember who was playing, to be honest. Oh, I totally forgot. Yeah, but, they were the openers. Yeah, we got like two songs oh, into it theirs. Oh, it was Car Sheet Headrest or that's something. That's right. And they all the like played in their group. Like they were all yeah, part they of that like band helped as them well. Out. They were like supporting them. But yeah, we heard them and then we got like two songs into Car Seat Headrest. <laughs> and we're like, hey, you know what? I think we've seen it all. Let's, let's take off. Yeah, that yeah, was... Yeah, he left. 
That's and this, this is a good one. Then you got some time to go grab some like pretty bird or something up in Salt Lake City. Yeah, there you go. No, but um, the album is called The Shadow, the one that came out in twenty. And I will say, the first time I listened to it, so I I loved their music um, since back in let's see, I think it was probably twenty seventeen, um, right before Slough came out, I think. Anyways, their music was really great. I loved it. And then they released The Shadow, and I listened to it through the first time, and I was like, what? That was like my favorite. And then I, and then like a couple months later, I came back to it, and I was like, how did I miss this? This is great. And again, the highlight, the song highlight is the one that the album's named after, I'm assuming, um, The Shadow. And same with what we were talking about with Mike Eagle, when, when, Naked Giants, and they start yelling, that's when it's a good time. And that's what I was talking about when we were talking about Green Fuzz. That was, they just, they were yelling after that song when they performed that way. And so that's how, and that's, they get that way in the shadow as well, like halfway through. They just start There's really a part where it really kind of sounds like a Ramones song. It like, yeah, the, it kind of gets that. more upbeat. And then they're, yeah, it reminded me a lot of the Ramones in that one. Just yeah. nice classic punk rock kind of stuff. I love that kind of music, and I think that's that's uh, they do a very good job. I'm always trying to find more of that stuff, and that's the yeah. good old Naked Giants. Yeah, same. Alrighty, we'll move on. My last thing of the year. My last thing that I wanted to put on this list. I contemplated a few things, but this is the only one I felt worth it. And by that I mean I listened to it like 98 times in a row for a couple of days straight. But uh, there's a dude in Ireland. It's just one guy. Hangs out in a studio. I don't know how I found him. He has a whole album that's about a... It's like a space journey. It's one of those where the whole album is a story. And he does a... He like deepens his voice like crazy. He plays like four characters and a couple of women also. It's pretty funny. But it's a great album. A bunch of synthesizer, classic house-looking stuff, but it's uh, his name's Space Dimension Controller, and he makes like space sound in music. And he has an EP called Planete Contraire. I don't know if it's like French or whatever, but there's two songs on it. Uh, one of them specifically, it's called Two Synths and an 808. And I listen. It's just everything he makes is pretty minimal techno-y house kind of stuff and i listened to that album that ep like a hundred times it is just so good like it's just usually one or two things going on at once but the melodies that it just really you don't have to have a lot going for it to be good music and he really shows that just in like all you know what i would like to hear you describe because i think i would appreciate it and i hope I think other people might appreciate it. But what is so hard about synthesizers? Because I remember, like, in high school, there was at least a short phase where everyone was like, techno music, like electronic, that's so easy. You just, like, click play on your Mac and then you hold on to your headphones and now you're a DJ, you know? But, like, that's not synth. And I feel like that's misunderstood sometimes. I like, I don't know, I'd be curious to just hear like your two minute take on like what, how do you play a synth? <laughs> so I, mean? I guess like being a DJ and that kind of stuff, like producing music, that's still, 
sure if you're playing it live some of the sometimes the only feasible way to play live electronic music is you have it you on a flash drive <laughs> and you put it into a computer or some pioneer turntables you know like yeah. uh that's like i don't know if you're familiar with the band new order from the no. 80s i believe they they did a lot of synth stuff but in their later albums they do the song uh blue monday and age of consent a really a classic song if you look it up you'll probably have heard it but they with their synthesizers and stuff they in their later albums got too intense to where it started costing them too much money to tour because they had to bring too much stuff and they had to hook up too much stuff and it became too much of a production for them to play it live. So, I mean, it makes sense. If you're going to make something really hard, then sure. I'm not going to rag on you for bringing out a USB, but it's still, <laughs> it's not the same. But right. to actually answer your question, synthesizers, I think the diversity of them is what makes them cool and why people still use them. And it's just, you get, there's just so much to do. Because all it really is, like a guitar, you pluck the string, that's what's generating the sound wave, right? And there's only a certain mm -hmm. amount of ways you can mess with that, with either external effects or just tech, various techniques on the guitar. But with a synthesizer, you select, depending on the synthesizer, a sound wave. You pick which one you want, like a saw wave, a square wave, sine wave, triangle, whatever you got. They get into wild ones these days. There's a... If you, if you Google wavetable synthesis, you'll you can spend a couple hours reading about uh, waves you can pick. But anyway, you yeah you just modulate the frequencies of a single wave or a couple, and how they interact with each other. And it's just you can get anywhere. I feel like it seems kind of simple, but at the same time, you can make so many just wild noises on a synthesizer. And it's it's hard. And it's also kind of easy. Like, you can make a noise pretty easily on a synthesizer, but making, like, really slick ones or ones that you think are cool. And that's another thing. Ones that other people think are cool. Yeah, that's, it's, it's harder to make things that other people think are cool. It's really easy for yeah. me to make something I think is neat on a synthesizer, but to make uh, things that other people think are cool, that's the challenge. But it's really cool. Synthesizers are really neat. But I hope that answered the question at least at all. But yeah. I think so. Just taking it back to that EP, if you want to hear some really nice, and even then, some of the sounds on it, I've, like, in uh, Two Cents and an 808, there's a part at the end of that song, like, I think about halfway through, where this bass line comes in, and it sounds like a really, a classic uh, saw wave over square wave, like, if you hear any, like, in Parliament Funkadelic, the bass line for Flashlight is that kind of thing, but it's got a little more... Uh, uh, low low cut filter on it, but he's got it like raw out there. You can hear all the kind of like I don't I don't want to call it crackles, but like staticky noise. You can hear just a lot of the wave, a lot of the higher frequencies of the wave, and it seems like the most simple sound. I'm like, man, he must have just those two waves on top of each other and then just played that baseline. But I tried for hours to recreate it one night and I could never do it. Yeah, and it's just. I don't know. If, if you're not a super nerd about that kind of stuff, I don't know if you'll enjoy it, but oh man, I could listen to it all day. That kind of stuff. It's really, it's really nice. Yeah. But anyway, you got two singles on there, Clark. Let's hear about them. Yeah. Well, one, um, I don't want to get political, <laughs> but, uh, like 2020, one of the big things that I'll always remember about 2020 was, my attempts as a white guy growing up in Provo, Utah, like maybe the whitest city ever, 
um, trying to understand black people and their current feelings and their history a little bit more, especially the recent history. Cause I don't know, in, in school, you hear some of the, you know, American history, but, but more recent history and Mick Jenkins, um, is a rapper who I listen to a lot. I, I, I feel like for me, one of the easiest ways for me to learn and hear from black people, since I don't have a lot of black friends was to listen to music. And Mick Jenkins, he talks about, um, so he has this whole album. I, didn't, I chose not to the whole album because I don't I actually don't think he's been released in 2019. But the reason I found him was because of the single he released in 2020, which is Sprague Street, which is really awesome. Features this really cool um, artist as well named Kip Stone, who like has no songs almost, but freaking killed it on that. And um, anyways, just listening to his his album. Pieces of a Man is actually 2018. Um, he talks a lot about what it's like to be a person of color in America right now. And it was really good for me. Um, and his music is also really cool. And uh, he's got a little bit of, uh, maybe a lot of bit of a stoner vibe. Talks a lot about smoking weed, which I don't know much about personally. But, but I like the the chill vibe that he has. Cause a lot of, a lot of rap that I listen to my personal um, preference for rap is either is usually like upbeat or kind of, you know, funky or, or some or kind of art rap, but he's a little bit more, I don't know. Yeah. Just best way I can describe it. It's kind of stoner vibe <laughs> anyways, but it's really good. I really like his music and it was like, it was meaningful to me. So that's why I really wanted to include him because it was an important artist discovery for me in 2020. And I binged his music for all, like a couple of weeks straight. I just like only listened to his stuff. Now, two so. things here, Clark. Uh, one, this is just a general statement. I don't think it should be a, a political statement to say that black yeah. people shouldn't be killed uh, by police <laughs> or for whatever reason. I think that just needs to stop. And if that's political, then... Uh, we're getting political here real quick. But uh, the second thing yeah. is, he has a song, Mick Jenkins has a song with Bad, Bad, Not Good. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's, a while, it's called that. like Drowning or something like that. Uh-huh. That's yeah. an excellent song. I hadn't heard of Mick Jenkins before you sent me this, or besides that. But yeah, excellent. He's really good. He's got yeah. a really interesting voice, too. Yeah, that's, I guess, yeah. I should, I, that's, and that's something that should be mentioned. It's just his voice. He's Yeah, he's got this really deep, quiet voice and yeah that yeah. that song was really cool and that song i think is directly about like slavery if yeah, i'm not mistaken most likely a lot of the so. stuff in there yeah all but, right slick well we've been going a little while but let's get on to that last one here well actually i'm gonna change my last one really quick okay since uh since we're uh, a little over time and say that uh, probably the best single that I heard, and I think it was 2020, it may have been 2019, was DJ Khaled catching out. All right, let's uh, so let's hear about DJ so maybe, Khaled. So is this song written by Evan Trosdall? You may have heard of it. And oh, catching an L. 
Yeah, DJ Khaled catching that up. That wasn't this year, right? was it? Was that last when year? Was it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. It's just worth mentioning. <laughs> no one else on earth has heard that song. Not even my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, I loved it. I'm looking at my email just to see when that was. Heard. That was a good one. Speaking of uh, of lyrical like humor and and interesting one-liners, that that song's got it. Hey, I'm going to be honest. I don't think I even have that anymore. I think it, the only place it lives is in your email, if you still have it. I probably do. I think I probably saved it in my cool stuff's email folder. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun idea. I need to do more of that stuff. I don't know why I didn't yeah. sit down and DJ Khaled. I am going to give a quick, quick shout-out to Chicano Batman, though. That was okay, the last yeah. one on your <laughs> list. Their new album was good. It was a departure from their other style. I, I've, yes. their, their, uh, whatever freedom is free. That was an okay album. I thought it was fine, but their yeah. first album, the one that the only one they had when we went and saw them that time at <laughs> old Kilby court, that was one of the wildest shows of all time. Just a couple, so like cool. what, three or four dudes. And it was just crazy. Like Did right his keyboard there. break or something? In the, the stand the broke. The, the yeah. stand to his keyboard broke. His keyboard that also like, looked like it was like from the 1900s. Pounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but man, what a show. I mean, it's not a surprise it broke. He was like riding it the whole time. But, oh, what a show. What a yeah, what you know, I did, group of good guys. I did that, that single, uh, The Color of My Life, because I was so surprised when I heard I was like, is this Tame Impala? I don't know if you thought that. <laughs> but like, it sounded, it was very different from their other stuff in a very oh, good yeah. way. It was really funky. Like a lot more of an upbeat. Yeah. I'd almost even say like more of a a Northern American vibe because they have, their other stuff is very Latino music yeah. like forward. Like a lot of cool rhythms and stuff. Oh, that's why seeing them live was so La fun. Manzanita. Oh, that's yeah. La Manzanita. Wasn't that what they yeah. closed with? They're like encore? I think so. Oh, that was wild. Yeah, the one where the bass player sang. That was yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He got up there. Oh, yeah. man. I got to listen to that album after this. I'm going to go do that. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that was it. The new music roundup. We went over time a little bit, but that's all right. Uh, if you Hanging or not when you're talking about a whole year. That's what I'm saying. I was thinking the whole time. It's like for, for anyone that made it this far, Clark and I talked for like 20 minutes before this. <laughs> and here we are still going. I just, music and also talking to Clark. I can do both of them all day. So uh, thanks, Clark, Thank for uh, being a part yeah. of this. If you want to be on the that podcast, uh, just shoot me an email, not a talk show podcast at gmail.com, or I'll shoot you a text message. Or I'll tag you in an Instagram story and use your face in it. But, and if uh, you're not sure you want to be on the podcast, do it because it's a great time. It, it, you heard it here first, folks. It's a good time. But uh, that's going to be it. Check out next time. Clark and I are going to talk about, I don't know when, but we're going to talk about local music in the Provo area. It's a great, great experience. It's a great scene. I didn't shout out Penguin Mofex like I wanted to, but that's okay. We'll save it for the next one. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you fellas later. Uh, see ya. <laughs>